I want to learn more about <clears throat> you guys. And then I want to learn about like when a investor comes to you guys, they're brand new. Let's say they've never flipped a house. They don't have any rental properties. Like, what are you guys telling them? Like, what what's like the onboarding process work like for beginner investors? Yeah. So the first thing we would ask is, you know, one, do they have any experience in real estate? Meaning, do they even own a personal residence? What if it's no? If it's a no personal residence, then we would ask, hey, how is your credit right now? Okay. And the reason we ask for credit is not necessarily for the score as much as it is like, how are you making your payments? Because mm. there has to always be the ability to repay, right? Yes. That's the biggest thing in the lending world. A lot of people get angry because they're like, hey, you know, you guys don't have a minimum credit score, but, you know, my credit is 580 and, you know, and I just have 15 credit card lates. And I'm like, then I can't really help you because that just shows that you can't make your payments on time. Got right? it. So if your credit is, um, you know, usually we'd want to work with at least 620 or higher. Mm-hmm. We have options for that. We can go as low as 580, but typically we want, want to make sure that our clients are making payments on time mm-hmm. because if your credit's lower it typically means that you're not making payments on time Got right it. because um so that's kind of the biggest thing we ask them as the start mm-hmm. and then also too like hey you know how are you going to put let's say down payments to buy the property or rehab the property like where are those funds coming from mm-hmm. right whether it's going to come from another investor or someone else right just let me know in advance so we can kind of structure the loan correctly and structure the deal correctly so that you're in the best position possible mm-hmm. to get your deal closed, Got right? It. So that's kind of our intake on how we like, what the borrower's profile is, how they are, where their financials are, and how we can step-by-step step put them in the right direction mm-hmm. to maybe not help them in this one, but help them in the next one, Got it. right? Okay, yeah. so <clears throat> they need a 620 credit score, preferably, and then you're able to work with someone that doesn't have the down payment in their bank account, but maybe they're going to borrow it from someone else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's seasoning periods, right? So we would tell clients like if you are going to get, let's say a down payment assistance or from someone else. Right. And it's from, so a lot of these people have like family members, right. And a lot of these family members are willing to all pull together and, you know, provide money. So I've had clients where I'm like, Hey, you know, get the money from your family, right. Let us sit in your account for 60 days. And then that way, I don't need to go back 60 days after and yeah. look and find where did you get all this money, right? Mm-hmm. Because then it's seasoned for there for 60 days. Got and it. that way, it's like it's funds that I can prove and not have to provide extra documentation for. Got and it. that allows for us to be able to easily qualify them rather than having to go through a sourcing process mm-hmm. where we're, we're trying to pull where where this $1,000 come from, where that $2,000 yeah. come from. Yeah. Is that for hard money and for DSCR too? DSCR, I would say, is more strict on that mm. more than anything else. Just because, remember, now DSCR has become so institutionalized a little bit, right? Mm. JP Morgan Chase is buying it. Goldman Sachs is buying it. Like, all these Wall Street people and hedge funds are buying it and mm-hmm. trading it. Yeah. Like, conventional Fannie Freddie loans. Yeah. So, with that being said, the guidelines are getting stricter and stricter. So, now uh-huh. we can't necessarily do as much moving around as we could have maybe like three years ago. Mm, okay. Yeah, just because there's so many people backing it now and buying it, yeah. it has to be a product that can be resold over and over again. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And um, so what about for hard money? So hard money is typically less. It depends on which hard money lender or private money lender we go with. Okay. So we have, you know, sometimes we have REITs we work with. Um, sometimes we have actual individuals we work with. And depending on what their status is and how they are in the experience level wise, yeah. we'll figure out 
where to place them and yeah. then which avenue is going to be best for them to be set up for because usually they need an exit right make yeah. sure they have a secured exit whether it be the sale or a refi that we can help them up, out with and then the lender the private lender the first person yeah. will work with us yeah to kind of be like okay well these guys are backed by you guys on the exit fine you know we'll help them do x y or z got it yeah and then what about like so let's say for me i'm i'm an established real estate investor um, I want to start buying like cheap houses in like Oklahoma, right? I'm going down that path. Do you guys do like these fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars purchase prices? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, you know no secret that trying to find financing for lower loan amounts right now yeah. are a lot harder, and it's not because like the cash flow isn't there. That's uh-huh. why people are buying those properties, yeah. right? It's the cash flow. Uh-huh. It's more so the collateral that our investors that are going to be buying this paper don't want a piece of collateral that's maybe only worth 50k yeah because their margin then for you know in case anything happened yeah is not there yeah now do we have lenders that'll go as low as like 50k a door yes most of the times we have to put it as a portfolio mm. or most of the times we may have to do a different type of product that won't be maybe just a single yeah. asset 50k yeah. purchase right yeah. but being able to get something that's a lot of the times i'd say a 250 to 500k men even if the properties are 50k or more is where we'll shoot for okay so yeah. i can get multiple houses at the same time yeah or does it go like you guys like let's say i qualify for <clears throat> 250 do i need to go and buy like five houses at the same time that are 50k or can i buy one close it but i'm expected to keep buying more so How that, that work? ties into what i I kind of alluded to like five minutes ago regarding Uh that line of credit that we'll get for big investors. Uh Those you can just add whatever you want to, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are one client that's got a hundred million dollar line. He basically can pick and choose as long as the property is like cash flowing and we like it. 30,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand. And all it does is get added to the line of credit. If you're Mm -hmm. doing it as like a, a a portfolio, Mm -hmm. then it's a little bit more different because you have to buy them all at the same time. Mm. Right. Like we're not going to line of credit for like a million dollars. Yeah. You can get a line of credit, you know, through us for a million bucks and then you can just pick and choose. You could add one at a time, six at a time, three at a time, 20 at a time. Like you guys sold me. (laughs) So what's the down payment though? If someone wants to get a line of credit, like that from you guys like what's typically how does that work so this product that we have the line of credit is just like a an extension of a hard money bridge type loan so you're going to normally get it at like 85 percent loan to cost right it's going to be a 10 and a half right now you know percent rate (laughs) it's going to be a yeah yeah and but what's nice is that you're not paying like if you're doing them individually you're normally paying one or two points to your hard money guy right these like it's just a flat half a percent fee no matter what, you know, is added if you use 30% of the line or, you know, 80% of the line. Yeah. Your total costs are just a half a percent. Mm. You're never like redoing the entire underwriting process and the fees and all that stuff. So let's say I get a million dollar line of credit. Um, I get approved. Am I having to put 150K down or is it like if I buy the first house for 100K, putting whatever, 15K exactly. down or whatever, and then paying it as I use it. Paying it as you use it. And then how long 
are these loans good for? Like how fast do I need to refinance? So if there's rehab to it, then we'll see what the project timeline is going to be. And it'll be 12, 18, 24. If there's no rehab. We probably don't want to have it more than 12. Okay. Yeah. 12 weeks? Months. 12 months. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So I get a line of credit for a million dollars for 12 months. And then you guys could then refinance them into DSCR loans once they're done. Yep. And if you're buying it that cheap, there's probably enough of a margin because you're experienced, right? Uh-huh. In there where the valuation is higher than 50000 obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then, you know, we just do a portfolio package DSCR loan for 30-year fixed and have like 10 properties sitting in a 30-year fixed loan for five hundred grand. Got it. And then what? what's the like loan limit on those? The LTV? The DSCR, yeah. Yeah, loan to value. Loan to value on those, um, I think it's... Well, we were talking about seasoning earlier, right? So yeah. within the three to six month period, mm-hmm. probably 70 to 75% okay. loan of value on mm-hmm. the ARV. Got and it. then, um, you know, potentially as it goes longer and if you have better assets that let's say cash flow on its own mm-hmm. and can stand on its own, they're worth like 150 or something, mm-hmm. then we might even be able to go up to 80. 80. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially on those smaller properties. The rate, I, I like to tell this to my clients, but a, the rate doesn't really matter as much because like, for example, an 8% on a $100,000 loan versus a mm-hmm. 7% mm-hmm. is not that much of a monthly payment difference, right? Got if it. it cash flows at 8%, it'll probably cash flow at 7 